nice. Here at Encounter Night, every Wednesday night, we come to meet with God, to encounter God, to pray, to intercede with our family members, with our friends on behalf of our city, our nations, our family members. So right now, before we get into worship, what we're going to do, we're going to break out into holy huddle time. So what that means is we're going to break up guys with guys and girls with girls, groups of three to four at the most, and I want you to pray for each other, for whatever need you have, whatever's on your heart. So we're going to do that right now. So just go meet a new friend. You don't have to know them to pray for each other, all right?
to the front. Come on, finish praying with your, your fellow friends. Well, come on, let's come up to the front for worship. If you're excited in this place, come on, if you're excited in this place, come on, clap your hands for me. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that I could live for. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that, come on, sing one way. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that I could live for. One way, Jesus, you're the, come on, you are. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We live our faith and not by side for you. We live it all for. Come on, just the drums and voice, sing this out. You are. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We live by faith and not by side for you. We live it all for you. Come on, let's sing it again. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We live our faith and not by side for you. Come on. We live it all for you. Come on, let's sing it again. You are. And you are the way, the truth, and the life. We live our faith and for you. Come on. We live it all for you. Come on, lift up your voice. Sing it again. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We live by faith in. Come on, one more time. You are. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We live by faith and not by sight for you. We live it all for you. Sing one way. One way. Jesus, you're the only one that I could live for. One way, Jesus, you're the only one. Come on, one more time, one way. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that I could live for. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that I could live for. Give it up for the Lord. Praise the Lord in this place. Come on, if you're excited in this place. Come on, before we start this next, I want you to introduce, introduce yourself to somebody and just say God is going to move in your life. Just speak into them. Amen. Come on, just introduce yourself. Come on.
We praise the Lord in this place. We worship you, God. You are so worthy. God, we can sing songs all day about your goodness and mercy, about your love and how you meet us here. God, we're just so excited for what you're going to do. We just don't say that, God. Come on. Oh, work it up in this place. Come on, I want to. And I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazing. Come on, sing it out. And I sing. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. And you are good. You're good to me. I want to, and I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. Come on, let's sing it out nice and I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good, and you are good to me, to me, and I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good. Come on, you are good, you're good to me. good to me. Go sing nothing and no one. Nothing and no one comes anywhere close to you. The earth and oceans deep only reflects this truth. And in my darkest night, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. Go sing and I sing. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. And you are good to me, to me. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. And you are good. Come on, I'm going to give you this chance right now for you guys to show yourselves worthy and approved in worship. I want you guys ready to jump and dance and shout. So when I say, and I sing, I want you to just sing out. Just, ah! Give me your best, ah! For the Lord in this place. And when I say, and I dance, I want you guys dancing. Come on, you know how like you used to do in the clubs. I want you to do it here for the Lord. Just keep it holy, amen? And then when I say shout, we're going to lift up our voice and give God the loudest shout. You guys ready for that? Oh, come on. And I sing. Ready to go. And I sing because you are good. And I, come on and dance. And I shout. Come on, shout. You are good to me. And I sing. And I sing because you are good. And I, come on, dance. And I shout. Shout it out. 
good to me. Here we go with the cry of praise. With a cry of praise, my heart will proclaim, and you are good. Come on, let's sing this out. And you are good. Come on, in the sun, in the sun array, my life celebrates. Come on, and you are good. Say, you are good. And you are good. Come with the cry, with the cry of praise. My heart will proclaim You are good Come on, let me hear you In the sun, in the sun array My life celebrates You are good Yes, you are good And I sing because you are good And I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good. Come on, sing it out, and I sing. And I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good, you are good. You're good to me. You're good to me. Yeah, yeah. One more time, say you're good. You're good to me. You're good to me. Go give it up for the Lord this place. See, I never want to get tired of, of lifting up my voice, especially in the house of God, and just praising God. You guys got to get get into the atmosphere, in, into this place, because some of you guys are just new to worship, and that's okay. We just want to worship. Then when we come here and sing crazy songs like this, and I ask you to jump and shout, you've never done that. You wouldn't even do that maybe for your favorite teams. But we come here for the Lord. He, he is God. He is the King of kings. He's above our understanding. The Bible says he spoke, and the earth came into existence. He spoke, that same God came down and died on a cross. And in this death, gave us the victory over sin. Come on. He gave us a new life. We are righteous through him. Come on, let's receive all of that today. Come on, if you're like me and you say, man, I need God more and more. I don't, I don't care what happened yesterday. Yesterday's not today. I need to praise him today. I want you to raise up your hands with me right now as a sign of worship, as a sign of surrender, as a sign of saying, God, I'm, I'm surrendering. I'm, I'm giving up. You're in control. Come on, let him just speak to you right now. more and more and more desperate every day desperate hearts in this place why don't, I want you guys to do something that we, we sometimes I want you to begin to pray right now just come on come on just start speaking it out in your own
this song, I need you more. And I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, and more than words can say. I need you more than ever before. I need you more, and I need you, Lord. Come on, sing it. I need. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, and more than words can say. I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord, and I need you, Lord. Come on, sing more than. More than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat. Sing more than, more than anything. And Lord, as the time goes by, and I'll be by your side. Here we go. Cause I never want to go back to my own life. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, more than words can say. I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord, and I need you, Lord. I need, and I need you more. song I sing, more than, more than the next heartbeat, more than anything, and Lord, as the time goes by, and I'll be by your side, cause I never want to go back to my own life, and I need you more. More than yesterday. Come on, sing it out today. More than words can stay on here than ever before. I need you, Lord. And I need you, Lord. Hallelujah, singer. Hallelujah, Lord God Almighty. We worship you in this place. Hallelujah, dear God. We say we need you more, dear God. We worship you, dear God. Our souls cry out, dear God. We need you more. Our spirits are dry and thirsty, dear God. And we say we need you more, dear God. Holy Spirit, we need you to touch us, to revive us, to fill us up to an overflow. We need you more, dear God. Hallelujah, Senor. 
as we pray tonight, as we listen to your word being preached, dear God, as we intercede, we ask that you would meet us here tonight. We ask that we would see you face to face, that we would touch you, that we would hear you, dear God, that we would encounter you, dear God, like never before. We declare a new day, dear God. We declare your fresh presence, your fresh anointing, dear God. We declare your love to overflow in this place, dear God. We just declare, dear God, just that you would do something amazing in Jesus' name. Show up, oh God, and show off. In this place, be glorified. We lift your name on high in this place. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we magnify you in this place. In Jesus' name, we offer this praise to you, Heavenly Father. Receive our praise tonight. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice and just say thank you for what you're going to do tonight. All right, and as you head back to your seat, greet your neighbor. Praise the Lord. Come on, get to know somebody, a new face, a new friend. Amen. Welcome to Encounter Night, guys. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. where we just come and we just get rocked in God's presence, where we intercede for the lost, we pray for our family members and our friends. It's just totally different, and we just want you to be excited. Thank you for coming out tonight. Our main services here at Metro Praise are Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So come on off. You've never been here to Metro Praise. We welcome you. Any first-time visitors, raise your hand. There we go. Julie, right? Julia. And my friend over there, what's your name? Eric. Eric, give it up for Eric. Welcome. We are so excited to have you guys here. And um, just a little bit about ourselves here at Metro Praise. We believe in loving God and loving people. Say loving God and loving people. We have a strategy here to connect, mentor, and send. We're going to connect you to Jesus Christ. We're going to mentor you. We're going to send you out to tell the world about Jesus. And it's just God is all over this. And we have a goal of 100,000 disciples here in the city of Chicago with 50 churches here and 500 all around the world. And one way we're going to get you connected is through life groups. We have life groups throughout the entire weekend, so find one. Get connected, get plugged in, remain faithful, and just let these people love on you, and you love on them, and just build these relationships that are going to last a lifetime. So get excited about this. If you need any information, come talk to me after service, okay? And I'll be more than ha happy to get you connected. And so give it up for this. We have the Puerto Rican Festival Outreach. Come on. This is our annual outreach that we as a church do together. And my husband and I, we have the privilege of leading this out this year. All right, so we need all hands on deck. We need your talents. We need your giftings. If you know how to cook, we need you to put that to use because we need help with the arroz con gandules. We need help with the children and just all of that. So just get excited. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to come to church Sunday morning and hear all the testimonies and, and just find out what you miss because God moves. Amen. God does amazing things. So get off of work, sacrifice some time, and come join us. You won't regret it. And as you know here, as we meet here, we have Royal Rangers and Impact going on in the back. And this is just an amazing ministry to help raise up the young children. If you know children, if you, you have any brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews, bring them out. Register them in the back. 
And it's just amazing. It's a free ministry that we have here going on any age. Just bring them out and you won't regret it. We are just believing, raising up this young generation to just grow up and live for Jesus. And so the girls' ministry, Impact, has this awesome camp coming up, August 12th through the 14th. It's in Springfield, Illinois. And so for the young girls, it's going to cost $33. And if you're a mom, if you're a young adult here in this place that says, I want to help, I want to go with them, it's $25 for you, and you won't regret it. If you want to you put these days aside and you want to go out with them, you can come on out and just, we have giveaways, crafts, hiking, swimming, devotional time, services, canoeing, all that you can think of, rope climbing, and so much more. So just don't miss it. You know, talk to us for more information. If you need any more information and a permission slip, go to and talk to uh, one of the children's workers and my sister right there in the back, if you can just raise your hand. Susie, she can help you with some more of that. Amen. So here at Metro Praise, we believe in tithes and offerings. Tithes is 10% of your total income, and anything that you give after that is your offering. Everybody say offering. Whatever you give any time right now during this time, when you give an offering, we are giving it towards missions. We have a goal of reaching $4,000 right now for New Delhi, Via Jawada, and Nepal. And so anytime that you circle missions on your offering, it's going directly to them. We all know that our pastors and friends are going out on this missions trip right now, and they're taking this money to help out these people. Here are some faces. These are the people that you're helping, that you're ministering to through giving your offering to them. Amen? If you believe that, if God has put that in your heart to give tonight, you know, we don't want to hold you back, but we're not taking up an offering here. You can go. You can give in the back, right here in the back of the sanctuary, and also by the cafe. There's a place for you to give and, and just be blessed by it. Because Just because we can't go out to India and Nepal and all, that doesn't mean that you can't support and you can't let God use your finances to bless somebody else. Amen? Amen. All right. And with that being said, I want to welcome up Jared Walker, who's going to give the word tonight. So just give it up for Jared. Amen. Jared is my future brother-in-law. <laughs> so here he goes. Amen, guys. Um, pray for me because uh, I want to help you guys get back to what you came to do. We're going to just have a short word. We're going to go through Exodus. Um, but I want to keep it short. The thing is, uh, last time I was given charge of a life group, uh, one of our guys left, and um, I was going to give the lesson. So a 20-minute teaching became an hour and a half of preaching. So I uh, pray for me that I keep it short, that I keep it sweet, that I keep it to the point, and that God will use me here to turn to uh, Exodus 33. Tonight's message, if you want to title it, Come Like You Promised. Everyone say, God, come like you promised. Amen. How many of you have seen the movie The Ten Commandments? Charlton Heston, you know about the Exodus. Uh, the Israelites getting led out of Egypt, parting the Red Sea, all that. I just want to get you caught up to the context here of our text. Uh, Exodus 33, God frees Israel from slavery. He uses many signs and wonders, ten plagues, all that good stuff. Once he releases them, once they're free, they are now in the wilderness. There God gives them a covenant. Everyone say a covenant. He gives them the Ten Commandments. He gives them various laws. He gives them instructions to build a tabernacle where they will worship and make sacrifices to him. And he sets up a priesthood for that same purpose. Everyone say covenant. So God gives them that covenant at Mount Sinai. Before Moses can even finish writing it down, he's on top of the mountain, right? He's having his glory. He's in, the, he's in glory land, guys. And they're down there like, where's Moses? Man, we've been waiting too long. You know what I'm saying? So 
before Moses can even come down and finish writing the thing down, they already broke the covenant. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They made a golden calf. They said, this is your God that led you out of Israel, and they worshiped the thing, and they indulged in pagan, uh, pagan revelry, as the word says. Uh, I'm going to say God is mad. Now, God is actually ready to destroy Israel. You know God doesn't play. Uh, here we are in Exodus 33. The context is uh, God set Israel free. He gave them a covenant. They broke the covenant, worshiped an idol, and now God is upset, ready to destroy them. But Moses is negotiating. He's interceding before God on behalf of the people. Everyone was there in Exodus 33. Say amen. Starting in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing milk with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people. I don't say stiff-necked. It means they're stubborn. They don't want to listen. Come on, somebody. You are a stiff-necked people, and I might destroy you on the way. Wow. Go ahead with me just to, just to verse 12. We want to skip there. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and, have, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, everyone say with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? Everyone say with us. What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. And Moses said, now show me your glory. I'm going to say, show me your glory. All right. So we're here. Uh, just two of the key things we, we want to look at in this last passage. Verse three, God says, I will not go with you. Then Moses says in verse 15, if your presence did not go with us, do not send us up from here. Uh, Moses understood this much. God was willing to negotiate. God was willing not to cut them off and destroy them and send them to hell with the devil like they deserve for their crying and their whining. Come on, somebody. God does not play. Say, God, don't play. God was not going to destroy them or cut them off. He was actually going to give them the land of uh, uh, the promised land, right? He was going to give them the milk and honey. He was even going to send an angel with them. That's pretty cool. How many seen angels? We're going to pray with you after service. Okay. But Moses understood this much. According to that covenant, according to God going through all the trouble to bring them out of Israel, to bring them out of slavery, to part the Red Sea, to bring the ten plagues, to do all that he did to establish that covenant, all right, the tabernacle, the priesthood, all of that, to have all of that and not have God, not to have his presence go with him would absolutely defeat the purpose. How do we apply this to our lives? That's a bit of an interpretation there. Let's apply this real quick. Are you okay with, not, with just not going to hell? Are you okay with having material blessings? Is that what you signed up for when you accepted Jesus? Come on, somebody. It's not all milk and honey living for the Lord, is it? 
Come on. We go through our hardships. We go through our wilderness. And our life is about submitting to God. And it's about knowing God. Jesus said in John 17, he says, this is eternal life. That you know God and that you know Jesus whom he sent. It's about knowing God, people. How many here know God tonight? When we're going to pray tonight, we're going to pray for people who may not know the Lord right now, or you may have left your first love if, if, if it's not what it should be. We want to get back on point with God, because if you don't have God, your Christianity's meaningless. Come on, somebody. You know, who you are behind the scenes with God matters more than anything. God's presence marked in your life. God's change in your life matters more than anything else. So, you know, you, you got to say this, because we got to have God more than anything else. We as, we as uh, Westerners, we as American Christians, we, we got to get this through our heads. You know, you got to say, I want God more than reputation. I want God more than fashion. I want God more than rich food. Come on, somebody. But we can get, we, we can get pacified with that. You know why I was able to kick all those old habits? I came to the Lord dirty. I'm going to say Dirty came to the Lord dirty. You don't even want to know what I done did. And I liked it too. Lord had, uh, he, he forgave me, praise God. He forgave me and I don't do the dirty things anymore. Why? Because God makes me happy. Teenagers, you don't have to get in relationships chasing after some girl or some guy being clingy. Why? Because God is in your life. God satisfies. We don't have to go to the clubs and baka baka. Why? We dance in God's presence. Come on, somebody. My life as a Christian does not matter without God. I talked to a backslider at Mardi Gras a couple years back, and I asked him, how was your relationship with God? And he said, I had my doubts. But I said, that's all you had, and that's all I ever had. I had my doubts. You know, I had my hard times. I had my questions. But my relationship with God is what kept me to this day and what's going to keep me. I want you guys to turn, because we're all in the same context of Exodus here. Just turn back to Exodus 19 and starting in verse 1. Now, Moses understood that for God to give them the promised land and not cut them off, that was fine and well, but without God's presence, that was meaningless. Why? Because the terms of the covenant, everything was designed to facilitate God's presence. Everybody say God's presence. How many felt God's presence? We're fixing to get some more of that tonight. Come on, I'm just going to get into this. In the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, this is 19 of uh, verse 1 of Exodus. In the third day after the Israelites left Egypt, on the very day they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert <coughs> in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. And the Lord called to him in front of the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Israel, and this is what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I have done to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, I'm going to say covenant, that means God made a deal with them. If you do these things, if you meet these conditions, I can be with you and you can be my people. That's the whole idea. If you keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Everyone say holy nation. How many want a holy nation? This word is about revival, guys. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. This is about revival. Revival, how many know you don't need to revive a little hyperactive puppy, right? 
You see that little thing yipping and, and skipping, right? You want to kick that thing. You don't need to revive it. What you need to revive is a dead dog. What you need to revive is a dying cat. <coughs> right? Revival is about uh, correcting something that's wrong. Revival is about bringing life to something that's dead. Our nation's hurting. Our nation needs revival. We once knew God. We once uh, had, had godly leaders who feared God and prayed and made godly decisions and laws, right? We got away from that. Lord, help us. We need revival. I'm going to say we need revival. You know, we're in a day where pastors can come out of the closet and, and, and tell the whole congregation they're homosexuals, right? And then the wife comes up and affirms them and says, that's your pastor. Follow him. Affirm him. How many can say the devil's a liar? The church needs revival. God said, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Uh, we're far from a holy nation, and the church needs to represent us as a kingdom of priests. Now, uh, from my reading of the Old Testament, as I've heard it taught, a priest does mainly two things. They do a lot of different things within that, but it does these two purposes. One, they facilitate the presence of God among men. All that purification, all that cleansing, all that consecration, the animal sacrifices, the offerings, all of that is so that God's presence can live among men. How many know that when you go into space, you don't just like hop up there, and, you know, hop up to the moon and, and slap the moon man high five. You don't do that. You don't, you don't go up to the moon haphazard, right? You put on a spacesuit, right? You got to get a space shuttle. You got to have every setting perfect. That's how exact God's requirements were for his presence to be with us. So they had to, to, to make, make that possible for God's presence. That's why they had to be clean. That's why they had to be holy. That's why something had to die. Say, die. There had to be a sacrifice for their sins. So one, they facilitate the presence of God among men. The priest goes before God, makes the sacrifice for the people, and with that sacrifice, God is pleased. Now he can be among them. And another thing they do is they intercede before God on behalf of others. Now, God still desires a kingdom of priests. Even though these words are for Israel, I believe he still wants a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And I believe Christians are called up to that. question is, will you accept the call? A bit of theology here. Salvation is free. You get saved because of what Jesus did. You, it's not that you love God, but that he loved you. He died for your sins because you're a sinner. Sinner friend. All right? He died for your sins. It's free. He paid the price. You can know God. You can have a relationship. You can have a new heart and a new mind. You can have joy and peace that defies understanding. But this is just, this is just me here. This might be my conviction, but I, I, I want to I put this out here. Salvation is free, and it's based on God's faithfulness. It's based on what God said he would do. Revival is something else entirely. It requires our faithfulness, and there's no shortcuts to it. Revival requires people that are in tune with God. Requi revival requires a nation and a group of people that are in agreement with God, that are crying out to God, and, it's, and, and there's no shortcuts to it. Uh, there's no seven steps to it. God simply moves in response in a way that he ordains it. Now, um, if I can get Leilani on the keys. There she is. Clap it up for Leilani. Yeah. Look, guys, the, the fact is uh, it's, it's been said that the reason we don't have revival is that we can live without it. 
we have a, a disposition here, guys. In the United States, we have food, we have medicine. If you have medicine, you don't have to pray for healing, right? If you have food, you don't rely on God to provide for you, right? Because you're making that money. You know, you got family, you don't need God for companionship. You have entertainment, you don't need the joy of the Lord, right? These things pacify us. They're a bobo. The devil gave us a bobo. Sticks in our mouth, and the world's dying without Jesus. Distracts us. Gives us our ten shekels in a shirt. Some of the preachers know that, right? Gives us our little lo- uh, our little plot of land, right? The world is dying without Jesus. The world is full of sin and hurting people, hurting families, broken families. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many come from a broken family? You know what that feels like. How many want Jesus in their families? We're going to pray for that. God comes to correct something. God came to set Israel free to correct something. They were in slavery, and on top of that, they had a slave mentality. Come on, somebody. And God comes to correct something. Turn to 32 of Exodus, chapter 32, as we close here. Again, this is Moses. He's just negotiating. God is fuming mad. They made a, a, a golden calf as an idol and worshipped it. Broke the covenant almost as immediately as they had made it. Verse 11, but Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against Israel, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent he brought them out? to kill them in the mountains and wipe them off the face of the earth. This is Moses talking to God. He's saying, God, are you serious? If you do this, your name is at stake. If you allow my people to die, your name is at stake. If you allow this to go on, your name is at stake. They will, they will reproach you, God. They'll think you're a joke. Turn from your fierce anger, he says. I would say to God, turn from your fierce anger. Is God angry with abortion? You bet he is. Is God angry when a pastor can come out of the closet and everyone claps and calls him brave? You bet he's upset. I would say, turn from your fierce anger. Relent and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember, verse 13, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants the land I promised them. When say promised, that's why it's the promised land. That's why they were the promised people. Israel was not saved by their own goodness. They already broke the covenant. They were already cut off. If it was up to them, it was over there. But God made a promise. Everyone say promise. A long time ago. And some of us have promises in our life. And there's promises in this book that are not a reality in our lives. Not yet. We need to take hold of God for his promises. Moses understood the whole point of Israel continuing, the whole point of them having the promised land, the whole point of the priesthood, the whole point of his presence being with them, that was a promise. God is resolute on keeping his promises. There are promises in the word, and we just, uh, just stand up with me. And if you feel led by the Holy Ghost, you can, you can start praying, but wherever you're at, 
wherever you're at, just listen to me carefully. There are promises that we need to take hold of God for. You know, we take advantage. Anybody heard some speaking in tongues tonight? Is that your first time hearing that? First time I heard that weirded me out a little bit. I didn't know what was going on. I take it for granted now. Back in the early 1900s, men you never even heard of, Charles F. Parham, William Seymour, John G., like these guys, they were hungry for a baptism of the Holy Ghost. They wanted to know what it was like to speak in tongues, and no one's done it before them. They had no point of reference except what was here. You may have nothing to go on in life, just different things, different things you want to see, different things you're hungry for, different changes you want to see in the world, and you have no point of reference except the Word of God, and that's all you have to go off of. And these men, they hungered and thirsted after God, and they were rejected even by the churches, got kicked out of churches. Why? Because they were preaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, an empowerment for ministry. And the world's been set on fire because of these men who hungered after God and took hold of his promise. As of the year 2000, there was over 500 million tongues talking, spirit-filled Pentecostals, hallelujah. Men and women who, 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 are, who are just reaping the benefits of what those men lived and died for. We take the word of God for granted. How many heard of William Tyndale? Was strangled to death because he wanted this word in our language. He took a hold of the promise. The promises of God. That every knee would bow and every tongue, every language. Come on. That's one of the errors of Muslims, by the way. They say that God only speaks Arabic. You can only read the Quran in Arabic, so they make you learn Arabic. God is speaking everybody in their language. Come on. God has a word for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, we just just lift up your hands. God is faithful to fulfill his word. I am convinced God is willing and he is able to do above and beyond what we could ask and above and beyond what we could imagine. And he'll get it done. Question is, and hear me, will God do it because of you? Or in spite of you? Will he because, do it because of your faith? Or in spite of your unbelief? Will he do it because of your passion? Or in spite of your laziness and your apathy? God, change our hearts. You can come up. Just I'm going to read some verses. Some promises God made. And just reflect on that. God promised that he would give us the nations. Psalm 2.8, ask of me, I will give the nations, you, uh, make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. There's two billion people on the planet, they never heard the name of Jesus. We're sending our pastors out to people, to a nation that at large has never heard the name of Jesus. But the Bible says, that at the end of it all, before God's throne, every tribe, every race, every kindred, every tongue will be rejoicing before God. Come on. There's promises in the word. God said in these last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Have any of you had not received spirit baptism, anybody, anybody has been praying for has not gotten it. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, God is not sexist, guys and girls. You can have it. You can have it. It's free. It's free. Receive what God said you can have. Bible says, Isaiah 62 and verse 6, You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest, and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes sure the praise of the earth as today Israel is unbelieving, Jews are unbelieving. God has a plan for them. God has promises yet fulfilled. Cry out to Jesus. I want you to take the next couple of minutes right now and I just want you to reflect on the word that was preached. I want you to search your heart and just let the word minister to you. Where is your relationship with God tonight? That covenant that you made with him way back when. Search your heart and just let the word of God speak to you tonight.